Welcome to IABC's podcast, The Voice, for marketers, communicators, and creative professionals everywhere. Brought to you by Media Style. This episode hosted by Danny Starr. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 49 of The Voice. I'm your host, Danny Starr. Today we're going to take a look at a few uh, trends that marketing and communications professionals should be taking a look at in 2013, and we're going to be asking people from the CPRS and IABC Ottawa Gala holiday party a few weeks ago, sort of what trends they're taking a look at and how they're going to take advantage of them in the coming weeks. Following that, I'm going to have a short little discussion with Steve Seeger. Steve's the Director of Communications for IABC Europe and Middle East. He's also a principal consultant at StoryWise in Amsterdam, and where he consults for brands, organizations, and strategy marketing in Communications 2.0. So without any further ado, let's get it started. So I'm here uh, with Chris Bieber, who's been on the Voice podcast before from Searching Works. He was on an earlier episode about search. So tell me, Chris, uh, what sort of trends are you tracking for 2013? Uh, why are you keeping your eye on them? And how do you think you're going to maybe apply them to what it is that you do? Sure. Well, I mean, in search is constantly evolving, right? Both on the organic and the paid side. I think what we have seen over the last year, and that's just continuing to evolve, is uh, both the emergence, uh, or not just emergence, but the but the uh, importance of social in uh, uh, search and and uh, and uh, all the associated uh, tactics, as well as uh, the uh, importance of uh, mobile, of course. Mobile is mm-hmm. where things are moving very rapidly, and uh, where I think there's a lot of movement still happening in terms of uh, you know what's happen- what happens with the ad platforms there as far as pay-per-click is concerned or yeah. or advertising on mobile in general because yeah. obviously uh, that's where again where a lot of users are going I mean if you if you look at uh, the the interaction that people have now with search it's not only on the desktop of course it's on mm-hmm. on uh, mobile more than yeah. more often than not right on the subject of mobile I, I did a little bit of stuff work in that area earlier right um, and I, and I don't know, at that time, the analytics weren't always all that great. Do you yep. think like we're going to see some improvement in that area? Oh, I think we'll, yeah. we, we'll see that absolutely because, I mean, again, as advertisers are looking for what's the ROI here in, my, in the mobile space, they, they want to get uh, real hard data, right? So I think what, what we are definitely seeing is uh, marketers are looking at the, at the overall picture that they have in the market in terms of you know, their campaigns, what, what are they doing in terms of their, their bottom line contribution both on, on the desktop, as far as desktop visitors are concerned, as well as, uh, as mobile visitors, Great. of course. So, so if people want to, listening want to know a little bit more about you, how can they find you? Well, of course, searchingworks.com. It's really easy. <laughs> all right? you got to do is type that into exactly. Google. And exactly. I guess you're the first result uh, of well, all I, I better be <laughs> for, a, for a company called Searching Works, <laughs> yes. Great. Thanks a lot, Chris. Sure. Thanks. So I'm here with Kate Headley from the Canadian Nurses Association. How are you doing, Kate? I'm good, Danny. Thank you. So tell me, Kate, what sort of like trends do you see emerging in marketing and communications these days, and how do you think you're going to apply it to what you do in 2013? the Canadian Nurses Association, most of our member base are all registered nurses and their associations. So 
social media, mobile sites, that's still really new in the healthcare field. There's a lot of barriers at work. They can't be doing shifts and checking Facebook and Twitter and their cell phone. So it's really finding ways of how they can integrate it. So we want to bring them up to speed. So we have to go back to the basics with them, get them comfortable with social media, and seeing how we can integrate it into their work life so that we can start capitalizing on all those new trends. Um, electronic health records, for example, um, bringing social media into patient care is huge um, in terms of trying to improve patients' access to care. So if we want to do that, if Canada wants to be sort of a top player with that, we need to get some of the healthcare players comfortable with those tools. And for some people, we're going to have to be taking them back to the basics over the next year or so. Tell me a little bit about like maybe hardware like or devices. Are you thinking along, like, are you going to be using tablets, uh, phones, or are you just thinking about platforms and workflow a bit more? Um, devices certainly come into play a lot in healthcare. Um, so with electronic health records, for example, putting them on tablets, making sure that healthcare providers have that information at the tip of their fingers. Um, platforms are also important to, uh, to discover ways that, to share information, whether it's sharing information between the healthcare providers as they try to solve a healthcare problem, whether it's how you're storing a patient's information, or whether it's how a patient is interacting with their healthcare provider. So if it's something as simple as taking a picture of a rash, um, if they can diagnose that by an image, then you've saved someone a trip possibly into a clinic and a wait, and um, you've sort of helped freed up that waiting room time. So there's a whole bunch of different ways, and um, it's really important right now. There's a lot of interest in figuring out those solutions as we try to improve access to people's healthcare. There's almost, there's about 4.4 million Canadians without a primary care provider, and that's causing a lot of backlog in the system, that's making health problems worse. So how can we use electronic tools uh, to help speed that up, to help build that connection? Great. Well, sounds like a lot of good things in store for you next year. It good does. luck. Thank you. All right. So I'm here with Glenn Schmiesel from Marketing What's New. So Glenn, tell me, uh, what sort of trends are you keeping an eye on for 2013? And how are you going to maybe try to leverage those trends to do things differently? For sure, Danny. And first, I've got to say that I have been a long-time listener of The Voice, really like it. Uh, and so I'm going to do my very best not to retread the same things that you've had some yeah, great people come in and yeah, say. Yeah. But the element that I would inject that's a little different, coming from a lead generation standpoint, coming from a digital online standpoint, online marketing, what I'm noticing is the explosion of metrics and measurements and indications of when you have caught attention, when you have engaged, and when you've actually moved someone down into an action. And it, it doesn't matter where I look. We, we've had things like analytics for websites for a while. We've, in the last couple of years, started to see some good tools for social media and yeah. try to understand beyond your web property where you're getting indication. But we're only seeing the very beginning of things like biometric information that heat maps can give. We're only seeing the very beginning of neuromarketing where people are being able to understand 
how people are really going to act, not just what they're going to say in a focus group, because we're seeing a big difference. Uh, there is a disconnect. You have to ask yourself, why do people say one thing in a focus group, and then we see another behavior when a campaign is live? So I think those worlds are uniting because I think we're finally getting the kind of information in real time that's going to, as marketers, enable us to know more about how these things are actually gripping, not just what we thought they would do after we took a little pilot. Mm -hmm. And we need to be in that mode because we live in a world where things can go viral. We live in a world where things can uh, skip across from you know different areas. What Twitter does tomorrow, what LinkedIn does with their setup, these will change what we do and overnight they can render an entire campaign that we've been planning for a while completely irrelevant. So we need to be able to move faster and getting these pieces of information and understanding quality. Yeah. What does it what does it mean to get a spike in your visits? It means absolutely nothing. What does it mean to get a few quality individuals that are coming through? That means everything. Mm -hmm. Basically then you're talking about a big shift away from quantity and more towards a focus on quality then, right? Yes, and trying to actually, maybe big data is uh, yeah. not the right way because that's, that's being misused, but if we could take the good that is coming out of the idea of big data, and that is that we're finally getting down to understanding a bit more about how people act, how they react, how things resonate with them, and when they've engaged. And there isn't yet a way for us to attach a sensor to somebody's brain and get that. But we are starting to see how we can triangulate a little from the existing numbers that we're getting, and we can kind of look on the horizon and see a little more of how we're actually reaching people, and it's it's meaningful. I would say the first decade of the you know uh, metrics that we had, if you looked at, do you remember server logs? Yeah. yeah all of that stuff. <clears throat> we were looking at information then, but we weren't looking at insight. We weren't really understanding the people behind those numbers. And I think that's what's coming on. Great. Well, thanks a lot, Glenn. Sure. So I'm here with Laura Slater from Media Marketing Manager of Mediumizer. To give a little bit of context, why don't you tell us what Mediumizer does? Mediumizer is a media monitoring and media analysis company. Uh, we have software, but we also have an in-house uh, client services team that provides uh, services to uh, our clients. Uh, if they would rather uh, have us handle their media monitoring analysis as a, opposed to doing it themselves. Great. So tell me, what sort of trends or uh, developments are you tracking for 2013 and how are you going to leverage those to do what it is that you do better? Well, we're at heart a technology company. Um, so there's uh, a few trends that we're tracking that sort of have come from the technology side but are really starting to influence the PR and marketing world. And one of those is big data. I'm sure you've heard about big data before. I'm sure a few people tonight have probably picked the same trend maybe. But um, uh, basically the concept of big data is uh, gathering large sums of data doing analysis. And as an analysis company, that's something that we do really, really well. When you're doing media monitoring on the scale that we're doing for global brands, 
the data, sheer amount of data that we're collecting uh, enables us to do analytics and see things that you might not notice unless you really are doing that fine grain kind of analysis on your media. Um, there's a lot of people who at the end of the day will just say, okay, great, we got 50 hits, what a great day. But what does that really tell you? It doesn't tell you who uh, your top journalist is. It doesn't tell you who your um, top uh, outlet is. It doesn't tell you what your competitors are doing. So if you do that fine grain analysis on that massive amount of data, there's information in there that's actionable that you can take to the sea level that will make a difference for the bottom line. And that's really what PR and marketing people need to do. They need to show value and harnessing the power of big data will definitely help people do that. Great, thanks a lot. You're welcome. So I'm here, here with Phil Godreau, Communications Officer at Algonquin College. Thanks for being on The Voice, Phil. Oh, thanks for having me. So Phil, what sort of trends or changes are you tracking in marketing and communications for 2013? And how are you going to leverage those and do what it is that you do better? Well, I think more than ever, people's uh, devices and their online presence is becoming an extension of who they are as a person. And you're seeing uh, much more personalization, uh, more apps to that effect, and more technology that really lets you take your offline life online. And uh, I think that's going to be a greater uh, trend in 2013. Uh, something that we at Algonquin are, are doing a lot of now is uh, watching out for people who are talking about attending college in Ontario and inserting ourselves into that conversation uh, because they're making decisions online and based on what they find online and really incorporating that into their everyday life. So organizations that can really capitalize on that can succeed. Yeah, that's great. Thanks a lot, Bill. Hi, everybody. Danny here. Thanks for listening to those clips. I now have Steve here. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Danny. Great to hear from you. Um, thanks for the invite. Why don't you tell me what trends are you seeing in Europe and how are they different from what you heard in the previous clips? Overall, I think many of the trends are the same here in Europe. Of course, we have 40-odd um, uh, countries, so there's quite a big difference in adoption rates of mobile, social and models, and the same goes through industries. But overall, the, same, the trends are basically the same. Uh, in terms of search, yeah, organic and paid are, are still evolving. I think the, uh, the biggie was really the Panda and Penguin updates, 2011 and 12. And um, many brands that, are, uh, that have been ag aggregating and curating content have seen uh, big drops in their authority. They've seen big drops in their traffic. But those who've really put the accent on content creation, these people have actually seen a growth in traffic and they've seen a growth in quality of traffic as well. The, um, the common denominator there is really uh, much the same as advertisers uh, um, are looking for ROI. So marketers are really looking to make that um, connection between their content creation and the promotion and the social all the way through to the actual sales, whether it's lead generation or uh, um, getting a share of social voice. I think that the main trick is actually to find uh, the marketers are facing now is to find the right mix of organic, social and paid that works best for their own brand or organization. 
So overall, it's really actually about content marketing. I think this is this is the biggie. Steve, why don't you tell me about metrics and result-based thinking in Europe? I think if we step up to the to the C-suite, what the biggest thing we're actually seeing is the focus on metrics, uh, analytics, and metrics. Um, there is an explosion of metrics, as uh, as your man said before. And there's still much discussion, even amongst the the, uh, the gurus, um, that are really figuring out, you know, what is, for example, the value of a like. If you look at Olivier Blanchard's post recently, the brand builder, uh, and his conversation with HubSpot, then there was this terribly complex model about what is the value of a like. But it's uh, there are so many metrics, there's so much data that it's it's the accent has to be on focusing on the behaviours. So the real challenge is on to interpreting consumer behaviours, what they're looking for, which ties into search, what they value, which ties into how much um, something is shared or talked about. So, uh, in other words, the results. And that naturally leads to the question of big data. I think many people, uh, many brands and organisations are quite good at monitoring the effects of single campaigns. Um, but interpreting those uh, results down to the bottom line again is still the big challenge. Frankly, I'm I, I'm a little skeptical about the whole rise of big data. Um, the reason being that um, most marketing, communications, sales, and C-suite there's quite a big disconnect between these. In order to make big data useful, the organisations themselves have to be aligned, and communications have to be strong between those. And in my experience, that this is not yet happening. It's starting to happen, but but uh, it's going to be quite some time before big data actually starts to become, for let's say most medium-sized enterprises or brands, uh, before it becomes useful. Thinking about uh, the challenges that marketing and communications professionals are going to be facing, what are some of your thoughts? I think the biggest challenge with big data and what we're going to see in 2013 is um, uh, what, I, what I call in three areas. There's, there's media literacy, data literacy, and process literacy. Media literacy is really understanding what happens in each individual, individual channel, understanding what works best, what content works best, what sort of interaction people are looking for, how you can deliver value. Um, data literacy is about measuring this, it's the analytic side, and it's about understanding the behaviours, interpreting those behaviours, and then um, using the data as proof to actually build the business case. And the last area is in process literacy, and by process literacy, I mean actually understanding of the way the business functions. I think previously marketing, communications, sales have all been quite quite siloed from the core business processes and I think in 2013 we're going to have to step up our game in terms of really binding our activities to the core business processes. Talking about trends, Steve what do you think are going to be some of the big trends for 2013? Well finally I think if there was one major trend that we're going to see whether it's um, marketing, communications or advertising it's really the focus on quality content. And to do this, uh, it needs to be targeted for specific personas. Um, we, we're not, we're obviously not in the age of mass marketing anymore. It's all about the behaviors and individual personas. We need to consider customer life cycles. We need to look at purchase processes. 
we've got to keep optimization in mind. Um, the biggest thing I think about SEO is that it's truly insights into actual demand. It's insights into consumer behaviors. Um, content will always have to be valuable. I don't think we can uh, communicate value propositions no longer in saying whether solely the biggest, the best, the cheapest, we actually have to add value in our content. Um, it's got to be well told. I mean, this is the big accent on story that we're seeing in Europe at the moment, especially through 2013. I think this is going to become much more mature. And we're going to see people articulating better stories that tie to business results. Um, we're going to be taking content, um, single pieces of content and atomizing this out across all the channels. Um, and of course, I think, you know, the metrics, the analytics is key because at the end of the day, if we can't measure the results, then what are we doing it for? Well, thanks for joining me, Steve. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And why don't you tell the listeners, how do people connect with you if they'd like to know more about you and what you do? Sure, you can check out um, my blog on stevesieger.com or visit storywise.biz, which is our, um, our agency here in Amsterdam. Thanks for listening, everybody. That concludes episode 49 of The Voice. I really hope you enjoyed today's discussion. If you want to learn anything more about us, visit us at ottawa.iabc.com. Thank you for listening and have a great day. You've been listening to the podcast of the International Association of Business Communicators, produced in Ottawa at MediaStyle. For more information, visit ottawa.iabc.com.